Here we are live. We're live. Good, uh, I almost said good morning. Mm, good who evening. Knows anymore? Actually, it's we came to say good evening, good afternoon. How are you? No, it's good evening. Good it's e five o'clock. Nah, it's not evening yet. So, anyway, hope everyone's doing fantastic. This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training and Coffee Drinking Joel. And this um, is water, water drinking Joel. And um, this is the What Would Jeff Do show, the What Would Jeff Do show. And um, it's a Q&A show. You ask a question, you type it down below in the little post a comment. Joel reads it, and um, and I I answer it for you. A lot of the answers are a little bit snarky. You know, they're not full. Um, it's a you know, it's quick. It's rapid fire. Um, what a lot of uh, uh, folks um, might not realize is that uh, did I even turn the comments on? <laughs> yep. Yep. It, Facebook. It is. Um, trying to think of YouTube comments, um, and it's a it's a show where people usually ask, you know, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? So just to let everybody know the way we train behavior, behaviors, obedience, commands, it's a reward-based system. It's all done through a combination of luring, shaping, you know, positive reinforcements. Uh, we use food, we use markers, which include a clicker. But when you want to stop something, whenever you want to stop an unwanted behavior, um, you've got to, use a punisher, a correction, intolerable consequence. You're not angry. The, the, the term has been hijacked to mean abuse, and it's not. You're not angry. You're not upset. You're not uh, mad. Like anything from a squirt bottle to a penny can is a punisher to a remote collar to just a leash. But I think it's your word. You call it a punisher. I think that like triggers people. Yeah. It triggers people big time. Yeah. But it's like a correction. You can call it a million different things, but all it is is like it's just intolerable to the dog. Like right. you say. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's all that's I think people view punishment as like anger, I think. You think so? I think it's, there's like a, a correlation there. What do you guys think? Probably probably. I think it could be the way that it's the way the way that it's um the way that I put it maybe. Maybe it could be. What are you doing over there? Making sure I got my settings right. <laughs> so, but well, anyway, too late now. All right. It's so, the same. so, in the, it, right. And then we do a seminar series called Jeff Gelman Seminars. Could look up jeffgelmanseminars.com for all the people in the Providence, Boston area. We're starting um, pack walks again in the month of August. We're doing pack walks again. We're talking about doing um, uh, mini uh, group classes, group intensive classes during the day. We're talking about a lot of that. There's just so many people right now that need help with the basics. Um, we have a leash react the, the basics, just the simple basic things about we're thinking about doing people only little workshops of like how to how to just live your best life with your dog. Um, there's so many people right now that are struggling. It is incredible. It's incredible. How many people are struggling right now? Um, and we want to be able to help as many of you as possible. Um, and we're trying to through through video content, through this to, through this free show. Um, but um, so many people struggle. So many people struggle. Anyway, Joelle, let's get right to the question. Okay. Kara said, it's evening. See, it is evening. Five o'clock is evening. Not afternoon. Five in the afternoon. Five, I think it's the cutoff. I think Four o'clock is I still think like. I think it's six. But anyway, next. Not from. I go to bed at eight o'clock. Like okay. this is evening. This is nighttime for me. All right. 
Jeffrey, hello from Jeffrey and Alicia. Hey, hey Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey, how are you? Um, Emily, any advice for off-leash training without e-collar? Get solid recall, anything else? So scary taking the first steps. Yeah, but I would ask, you know, number one, why don't you want to use an e-collar? But, but number two, there's a lot of stuff you need to do, say, inside the house. So, you know, making, you have to just be relevant to your dog. You know, there's many ways to do it. I would just look up a video how to train off-leash recall and someone that doesn't use remotes. The biggest thing is training it around high levels of distraction. So number one, having really good obedience on your dog is super important. Being relevant to your dog is important. Having control of your dog inside a house, outside the house is important. Um, having a dog that's not always, you know, I mean, if not to say that a dog that pulls you down the street can't off-leash recall without a remote, but it's like it's trying to get away from you theoretically. So now you want it to get back to you and it's on a leash. So there's many ways you can do it. We don't do it because the remote collar gets you close to 100%. But many people also, it does it very efficiently. And it also does it around high levels of distraction. So for instance, talk to anybody that whose dog has got impeccable recall. Like I've got a dog that literally recalls at a whisper, at a grunt, turns its head and runs towards me. Um, but if it goes after prey, like a coyote, it's possible that the dog, it actually happened that the dog didn't listen. And even around, this is my own personal dog. And even on, with a remote collar on, the highest setting, it didn't listen. Why? Because it's prey drive over road training. Texas recalled to me 5,000 times around every distraction possible. Never a coyote though. The coyote won that day. And Tex doesn't need more recall training. His recall is fine. So it's like, there's always going to be those what ifs and a remote collar dramatically helps you dramatically. It's not like you're pushing the button every single time. It becomes a what if, it becomes what if the dog doesn't listen. That's how we train on remotes. At the beginning, we train on the remote at low levels. We prompt every single time and then we get off of that. And then we train the dog um, just by voice only, just by voice only. So you obviously can do it. Um, without a remote, you're using a lot of leash pressure. But again, it's like people will say, oh, use high value food. Again, food fails. We know this. Mm -hmm. We train with food. Food will fail. If there's something better out there than food, even high value food, even the highest value food, even doing thousands of reps, at some point it will fail. It will fail. I mean, just Google, just Google, um, competition dogs, dog competition fails. These are dogs that literally are the best in the world and they make mistakes. And it's a choreographed routine. They've been training all their life for this. Next. Robert, love you guys. Bob in Wyoming. Where can I find a schedule of where your seminars are? Love to bring my guide to a seminar if possible. Thanks again for what you do. You're welcome. Thanks for watching and paying attention. Jeff Gelman Seminars, jeffgelmanseminars.com. Yeah, there we go. Ooh, little banner. Okay. I just put a little banner up. I oh, can do all that stuff I know you know, you can. on the back end. I know. Kirsten, hi, Jeff. I commented a couple weeks ago about my two female pit bulls getting into a fight and holding mm. a grudge and how much your training has helped me get through this. They're doing much better. Good. But hopefully I'm doing what's best for them, and I've decided to send them to a board and train. Okay. I mean, the bottom line is you only know. You'll only know. Next. 
Nancy, we have an eight month old Rot Roddy started to show food aggression. Mm. That's it. Oh, that's, that's all. Oh, yes. oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, Nancy. I was waiting for some more to that. So the way we have a resource guarding video, it's the out command. With a Rottweiler, actually. Yeah, with a Rottweiler, actually. So you can watch that resource guarding video. I've done it. I demonstrated it at every seminar that I do. We do it with every single dog, even they even if they don't guard food. Dogs can also guard anything. Guarding humans actually is probably the more popular resource guarding that a dog does. It's probably a more popular resource guarding than the dog does. So you'd want to check that out. Um, watch that eight, eight months, nine months is very, very popular for the dog to all of a sudden start displaying aggressive behaviors. We see that a lot, a real lot. Um, we see a lot of unwanted behaviors come out at eight, nine months. All right, next. Um, Sharice, hey guys, I have a client that got a nine month old puppy a month ago. When she takes her outside to potty, she won't pee, but she pees as soon as they come back in the house. How mm. do I help? Yeah, the dog is reverse housebroken. So again, go outside to the same spot, the exact same spot every single time. Stand there, don't move your feet. Um, uh, when the dog goes to the bathroom, you can mark it and give it a reward, make sure it fully empties its bladder. If it doesn't go to the bathroom, come back inside, put it in a crate. And then take it back out 15 minutes later, try it again. So the dog gets no freedom until it pees. And the best time to do this is first thing in the morning. Next. J-Ron, good evening, J&J. Fantastic news about the pack walks. Happy to go on the road every Saturday next month. See you oh, soon. Awesome. See you. Danny, hi, Jeff. I brought Luca to see you last weekend. He was the one that tried to eat your face at first. He's already making remarkable progress in his behavior mod and self-corrects very often, especially out in public. And in the last few days, has only had three outbursts in public, one each day. Nice. Luca is not coming along as smoothly with his in-home aggression. He's still barking and growling as soon as grandpa comes in or once he hears his voice. I feel like it's also worth mentioning grandma. Uh, I don't know where the rest is. Okay. So number one, there should be high level corrections for, for um, the grandpa stuff. Yeah. And you, you saw how I stopped the other stuff. So you should do the same thing with grandpa. All right. Next. Jill, you shouldn't allow kids to behave poorly or dogs. People need to get with the program. I see so many ill-behaved dogs. Yeah, you know, agreed. But this is the thing. There's so much misinformation out there that it's incredible. I mean, some people just don't try. Absolutely. Some people don't know what they got themselves into. Absolutely. But there's also people that are trying really hard, but with the wrong information, and they're making it worse. No fault of theirs. They're taking the advice of a trainer. Like we have heard the most ridiculous things that trainers suggest. Like I'm about to put up a video clip tomorrow uh, morning about how to stop, a, you know, a 10 month old dog from jumping on people. You know, it's just like the most ridiculous things. There's people out there that are good with obedience. They know how to train commands, they, but they just don't know how to stop unwanted behaviors. So it's just like they make shit up. Yeah. Next. Jill, you shouldn't, oops, I read that. Emily, you're helping so many people who got dogs during quarantine and had no idea what they were getting into. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we. that's the goal. The goal is, and, and we have to figure out a way to help even more because um, so many families are struggling. So many families are struggling. Next. Yeah. Emily, back to my very in a hurry nine month old setter. She responds to commands well, but still responds so quickly and abruptly. How do I slow her down? If my husband calls her to another room, she has to sprint there and will jump over things to get there as quickly as possible. 
back to the tether in the house. She's on an e-collar, but not sure how to use it for this. Um, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm glad your dog actually has a good recall. Um, you know, teaching the easy command is like, it's put it this way. It's not the worst problem to have. I mean, we usually don't have that problem. We usually have dogs that don't listen and then we'll casually walk over, casually walk over. What's your suggestion on that? Get rid of all the furniture in the house. <laughs> That's what people would say. Do it all the furniture know. in the house. Like, have the dog on a leash and then walk it the way, the way you want it to go. Yeah. Keep it on a long line. Correct it for jumping on furniture, but I need to correct the dog while they're doing recall. Yeah. Yeah, that's the hard part. That's the hard part. I would probably walk the dog over, recall, walk the dog over, keep it off the furniture. So if it tries to jump on the furniture, just pull it off and then mm. keep, keep keep walking. Two-person operation. Next. Yeah. Um, Emily, I want to use e-collar. Husband won't budge, LOL. Well, the reason why the husband won't budge is because um, the television's on or it's because he thinks the e-collar hurts the dog. That's the bottom line. That is the reason. So people think that remote collars are abusive and they hurt dogs. Correct? If they didn't think that, they would use them. End of story. But I was talking to somebody the other day about um, children and you know there is physical abuse that a child can get but then also say the way that you talk about your spouse in a negative way in a mean way in front of your children is also abuse the way that you tell your child insult them maybe on how they played a sport or how well they did in school or didn't do well in school that's abuse Stumping your child's creativity is abusive. Setting a bad example as a parent and your your relationship with your partner is also abusive. You're setting that child up to never possibly have a good relationship ever. Um, there's lots of ways to be abusive. Yelling at your dog, right? Allowing your dog to get away with bad behaviors that could the dog could possibly die not creating your dog and giving it access to electrical wires that they can bite and die. Isn't that abusive? So not having structure in your dog's life. So the only reason why your husband thinks that the dog shouldn't have a remote collar is because he thinks it'll hurt the dog. But we're not seeing that happen. We're seeing the opposite. We're seeing remote collars help dog owners. That's all we see. So when you go to the source, the people that actually use the collars, that's what they're seeing. We're seeing incredible things. We're seeing dogs expand their lives, families expand their lives. We're seeing bad behaviors go away. We're seeing people finally getting their life back. Or what you can do is ask your husband to fully train the dog. All right, honey, I'll please train this dog, right? If you're so opinionated, I'll please train the dog. Hand it over to your husband. Six weeks. Eight, eight, eight weeks is a reasonable amount of time. Right? Off leash, train the dog. Train it every command to hold a down around high levels of distractions. Let him do it. Start with something simple. Next. Jesse, hey, J&J. &J. Hey, how are you? Emily said, great advice. Thank you. I might just wait to put our dog 
off leash until I convince to using the e-collar. I'm just not comfortable with it. I will work on all the obedient stuff until then. Then pup will be ready when the husband finally is ready. Or or just do it and don't tell him. <laughs> right? You didn't tell me you had a boyfriend. Why tell me you're using a remote collar? Next. Lisa. I'm still working with my 18-month-old golden pup. He's growling at my son-in-law. Has worked by starting with bonker and now using a coin container. Yeah. Or remote collar works. But also, I need a little bit more context. What's the son? You know, not to say the son-in-law is doing something, but I've seen people like hug dogs, and then the dog growls. It's like, please stop hugging the dog. But if the son-in-law is just like walking into the room or walking by, that's a no. And then, you know, if you bonk hard enough, you don't need a penny container. Next, Lisa. I'm so oops, sorry about that. Um, Thomas, great hearing the good advice you guys give in such an enjoyable fashion. Keep up the good work. Tom in Ireland. Oh, you're welcome, Thomas. Hey, Tom. Heather, hey, y'all. Can you explain how to teach the out command when I live alone and don't have consistent people that can come over to practice with? LOL, my pub resource guards the yard and car. Thanks. So you can do it on your own. I've got a video on that. And what you're pretty much doing is you can use a combination of the remote collar and then use spatial pressure with your hand on the leash. So you're literally walking into the dog and you're using the remote collar on a low level and the leash is guiding the dog away from the object. You can do that. That's how you do it. Next. Jill said, good point. I direct them to you. Thank you. Emily, I'm just worried she'll break her leg or run into someone. Oh, the, the dog that sprints. So, you know, yes, those things can happen, but you know, your dog can also run away and get hit by a car. You're also, your dog can break its leg in many different ways, jumping in and out of a vehicle, you know, running into a tree. You know, I mean, I mean, there's so many, there's so many, so many ways that your dog could, could hurt itself. Dogs are pretty agile though. You'd be surprised. Dogs are pretty agile. They, they jump they, they jump off of walls, they jump off of trees, they jump off of, you know, they climb things, they, they do a lot, they do a lot of athletic stuff, mm. a lot of athletic stuff. Next. Jenny, our dog is nearly three years old. She's been raised in a family with five kids, but isn't good with them. If they run through the room, she'll chase them and nip at them. She mm. growls if they even come near her. Mm. She doesn't bite them hard, but still has broken the skin slightly on occasion. We don't let the kids tease her and correct her when she does this, but she continues. Is she too old to learn good behavior? No, she's not too old to learn good behavior. That would be a one-on-one because -on -one I need a lot more specifics. I do one-on-one -on -one online consults all the time. Information's on the website. But the, the issue is is that that there's more to it than that. It's like just the way you said the dog doesn't bite them hard, but it's broken skin. Yeah. The dog shouldn't be putting its mouth on a child ever. The dog shouldn't be putting any it's not than anybody, but especially a child. So something's going on. Something's going on. Next. Lisa. Hi, I've used a bonker with my pup to stop growling from his crate and now using a coin shaker. He is leery around humans and growls some. He's 19 months. I call him a COVID puppy. I wanted him to be a mobility dog for me, but I need to reduce his fear of humans and build his confidence. Is there hope that he can still be a service dog? Um, I don't know. I'd have to meet the dog. Well, most Even dogs that don't do that behavior are washed as a service dog. Like there's, there's so many dogs out there that like, even they don't growl, they're great with humans, they're great with dogs, but they're still not, they still are not capable of being a service dog. So it takes a special dog, a very special dog. Dogs that are bred specifically for service dogs are washed all the time for numerous reasons. They make great family pets. Um, 
but I would get a remote collar for your dog, get a remote collar, but your dog is not too old to stop the bad behavior. I can't comment on the service dog parts, but all I can say is your dog is not too old to stop the unwanted behavior. Next. Sam, since YouTube comments are turned off, I came to Facebook. I know. Oh shit, I knew they were. To socialize your dog, you don't need them to meet other dogs, but does it help to find good behaved dogs to meet up with? Yeah. If so, any tips on finding other dogs to meet? Would going to seminars work for that? Um, not, not, it's not as much as seminars. You just put something, something on your Facebook page. Hey, looking for to start a play group with well-behaved dogs. I knew that I forgot to toggle that. Are you local? On YouTube, yeah. No, this, this is Sam. Are you local to us? Like we have pack walks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Put something on your Facebook page. Just looking for dogs to, you know, interact with. Jesse, Jeff, I have a question. I tell my dog to sit. She goes to plots. I keep her on leash. Still plots when told sit. Pull, pull her up. Yes, yeah, so just, many dogs do that. Yeah, just pull her up. Just pull her up. Just literally, but grab grab her by the regular collar and just pull up. Next, Sarah. Good, sorry. Are you done? You can also stand in front of your dog and walk into your dog. Mm -hmm. Sarah, I watched your video that you did about the aggressive shelter dog and the volunteers walking him. What I wanted to know is how to get a dog to be calm with five other dogs in the row, jumping and barking. Trying to keep the calm is very difficult in this environment. Um, correct all the dogs with a bonker. It's really hard. Shelter environment is not conducive to good behavior. That's just the way it is. So it's just not. Most animal shelters are, are all those dogs can be quieted down in about five minutes or less. So you got to go to every crate, pick your biggest barker first, actually correct that dog with a no bonk, then go down the line of crates, mm. open up, open up crate doors. Dogs try to come out, slam crate doors. You can literally get the whole shelter to be the level of expectation is all the dogs are quiet. The problem is that when you get all the volunteers to come in to get them all worked up, because they get excited with them all jumping up. And then, then all the dogs get fed for bark. You know, when they bark, they get fed, you know, during mealtime. Rewarding it all technically. Yep. So the louder I bark, the more excited I get, the more I spin around, the more I jump up on my crate, I still get food. So that doesn't mean you don't give them food and wait them out. It means you correct them. Next. Emily, lots of Emily's today. Thanks for answering. I'll keep working on easy or slow. Just wish you'd jog instead of leaping over cats yeah. and sliding into stuff. It's hard. I mean, you keep a leash on the dog and slow it down. Nicole, great way of putting it. Agree 100%. Not sure what I said, but thank you. Virginia, I've used some of your videos to train my dog, and I have to say it's been a year, and he has changed so much. I want to say mm. thank you so, so much. Keep doing what you do. Thanks again. Well, thank you. You're you're you're. You're, you're welcome, number one, but thank you for doing all the hard work. And just to goes to show that when you have the right information and you apply it, you have a great dog. Next. Heather said, awesome. Thanks. Nice. Yesenia. Hi, guys. Hope all is well. I'm so glad I finally made it. It's been so crazy here. So any other confidence building exercises for a dog who trembles anytime someone enters a room or talks to see her shadow? or talks or sees her shadow oh, we've done the a-frame ramp going to do the water bottle full of next but she won't even take food when she's freaked no, out no like that do. she lets me pet her and she's super sweet but she won't even make eye contact for anything yeah so there's a lot of dogs out there that, that just might just take time Yesenia. there's yeah. so many dogs out there that we're seeing right now we're seeing more fearful so anxious many. dogs than we've ever seen before than we've ever seen before it's just um it's 
beyond incredible. It's beyond incredible. Teaching them stuff, honestly, is like one of the biggest confidence right. builders. So it's literally like run the dog through all its obedience commands, teach the dog up in, you know, with obedience commands around distractions, get the dog to deal with, you know, all of its uncertainties through place and through down, work the dog around those things, but food training will go out the window. It's because we have a nervous, fearful dog. They will not take food. They just don't. They just don't. So that's when you need to have good leash handling skills. See, that's the thing is when you've got a dog that doesn't take food, now what do you do? So food fails. I can't stress that enough. Food fails. We train with food. We know. But what do you do when you got a, when you have a nervous, fearful dog that won't take food? You still got to train it. You can't wait. Oh, let's wait a, let's wait a week. Let's wait two weeks. Let's wait three weeks. It's like, but, or we just start addressing it now and the dog builds its confidence through the training. We have a dog here right now for board and train has mid session today. His owners were like, I can't believe you got him to go through the confidence course. Cause they put the video up. Of yes. Like, yep. But the first few times he was not interested. No. I'm like, I had to kind of just like make him do it. Make him do it. Right. And then eventually he was just like, okay, like, right. I guess I'll start eating and stuff. Like, because right. but he had to get over that initial fear. Right. Otherwise, like we would have been, it would have been groundhog day every day. Yeah. I think he that, loves it now. I think people are, um, people should understand that, you know, first you, you show and then you ask, then you tell, and then you make, and that's what the part, the make part has got a lot of people upset. Like you're making your dog do something. Well, if it's a, an obedience command that I've shown you a couple hundred times, and you're not willing to do it because something else is more interesting or you're just being defiant. Sorry. I've already shown you a couple hundred times. I'm not going to keep bribing yeah. you. I'm not going to keep, you know, rewarding you for doing something that, that, you know, um, a lot of people struggle with that concept, but it's like, let's think about our children. Um, well, some parenting, um, it's, it's freezing cold outside and your child says they're not going to wear their jacket or they're not going to zip up their jacket or they're not going to wear a hat they're not going to put on their gloves. It's like, you'll ask politely. And then eventually you tell them they have to. And then eventually you have, to, you will make them. It's like, you will literally force their winter jacket on them. I mean, it's, it's called adulting. It's called parenting. And I think it's the same concept with dogs. It's like, no, I'm not going to make you do, you know, like certain things at the beginning. Um, I'll make you not jump. That'll do. I'll make you stay out of the trash can that I'll do, but those are dangerous things. You know, I'll make you not counter surf that'll do. So I think that, that all depends. We need some context to what it is. And it's some, you know, once you go through that philosophy, then they just revert back to just asking it and they'll do it. So once a dog, once a dog knows that you can, make them do it. They just do it. Once a child knows that you're going to get that winter jacket on, no matter how much they yell and scream, they'll just do it. Mm. Like I can, I can, everyone likes to humanize this stuff. I got seven kids. I can humanize this stuff all day long, all day long. If you want to, you know, I don't because they're different species. It's an, it's an insult to both species. But when it comes to a dog, sometimes you have no choice, you know, you have, because it's a safety issue. Same with children. It's a safety issue. Next. Um, 
Craig. Hi, both. When friends come into my house, my American bully is jumping on them and being a total pain. I'm using the e-collar and place command, and it works sometimes, but not all. Tonight, he has hurt my daughter's boyfriend with his claws. Please help. Thank you. So chances are you should be saying um, no, and then it should be a high level on the remote collar. Keep the dog on a leash. I also have a video on my uh, YouTube channel on how to stop a dog from jumping. It's a one to three second fix. It works 100% of the time. Your dog will not jump. I mean, the, 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 this, is the, this is how you stop a dog from jumping. Make jumping suck. It's as simple as that. Make jumping suck. What does that mean? Uncomfortable. Discomfort. I'm not going to ask your daughter's boyfriend to ignore it. I'm not going to ask your daughter's boyfriend to turn his back. I'm not going to ask your daughter's boyfriend to tell the dog to sit. I'm not going to ask your daughter's boyfriend to not make eye contact. Don't because he probably is just walking in. So what you do, put a leash on the dog and you correct it very firmly with a prong collar. Or you use the remote collar and you correct it very firmly for jumping. Very firmly. Yes, uncomfortable. Yes, it should be slight pain. Don't train with pain. Well, let's put that into some context. If you're, if you're, why is it that we can't stop a dog from jumping on someone, but the dog can jump on grandma, she falls down, cracks her head and breaks her hip? Well, it hurt his daughter's boyfriend tonight. Right. With claws. Right. But imagine if that was an elderly person. Mm-hmm. With thin skin. Right. Why, 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 why is it that it's okay to, for a dog to even do that one time, but we can't correct the dog one time? I'm waiting for a rational rebuttal to that. Not an argument, not to prove that I'm right, but a rational rebuttal conversation. And someone can say, well, you should take the time, use patience. How does one do that? The dog has to display the unwanted behavior in order to correct the unwanted behavior. Therefore, if you use the philosophy of turning your back, you're still getting jumped on. Wait till the dog stops, you're still getting jumped on. Teaching the dog to sit, you're still not stopping the dog from jumping on people. The dog just knows a reliable sit. So there has to be something called a consequence. And jumping is huge. It's a huge problem. But it can be stopped instantly. Instantly. So I've got a free video on it. It works. Dogs don't jump on us after the first time. Next. Sam said, I'm in New York. Mm, he wants to socialize. So dog. there's tons of people in New York that are looking to socialize their dogs as well, but not at a dog park. Next. Sally. Hey guys, aunt girl Drazzy here. Just keep changing your name. Oh, she usually uses this on YouTube. She usually does aunt girl Drazzy. Oh, on Facebook. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, She's on Facebook yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. That's her name. Who knew? Yeah. Now you all know my aliases. <laughs> It'll be a year in October since I started my mentorship. Time flies by. I've been learning a lot. I'm allowed to lead some classes now. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Annette, what can I do for my eight-month-old to stay still sitting while I brush him? He's getting stronger and hates it for whatever reason. That or he thinks I'm playing and always turns belly up. So what we do with dogs, we stand them up. We usually have an assistant. And we if the dog starts doing any nonsense, we bonk the dog, believe it or not. Believe it or not, that's what we do. It's like cut the bullshit. This isn't a game. The dogs, the dog just thinks it's a game. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, then you're gonna have a negative association with grooming. It's like have a calm dog. It's like, how do why do we never see that? Why do we never see that? Next. 
Um, Tara, I'm staying with a friend with my dog. My dog isn't afraid of thunder and my friend's dog is petrified. How can I help his dog get calm? He's panting, shaking, freaking out. My dog is now pacing because the other dog is freaking right. out. Help. So, so number one for starters, put your dog into a downer, put your dog on place and reinforce that. That's one thing. Boom. That's out of the way. Second thing is tell him to create his dog and have his dog lie down. So there's a, there's a thing that you can do. It's called flooding with guidance. It's like, I know you're freaking out. I know it scares you. I know it makes you nervous. I can't tell you not to be nervous. I can't tell you it's okay because it's not okay. Um, um, I'm not going to pet you because that's a, that's a reinforcer to get more of something. So what do I do? I put you in obedience command and I, and I keep you there. I keep reinforcing it. So, and if you break the command, I correct you. I'm not correcting you for being afraid. I'm correcting you for breaking obedience. How, why do we do this? Well, how do we know this works? Because we've done this thousands of times. That's why. That is why. We've done this so many times. Next. Um, I think also, like, just to go deeper than other than it just works, is, like, you're taking away the dog's options. Right. It's anxious because it's, like, I have, like, I don't know what to do. I should run away. I should hide. I should do this. It's, like, here's your job. Just lay here. Yep. That's a great example is her her dog now is getting freaked out. Yeah. So it's like, take away that option. I think you take away the options and the dog's just like, oh, so like this is all I have to do? Yep, that's yep. it. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And once the dog knows, obviously, the command, it makes it a lot easier. Next. Annette, what can I do for, oh, I already read that. Um, Jack said I always wanted to put the prong collar on my daughter's boyfriend's. But the daughter's boyfriend's not jumping on the dog. I think he's saying it like in a oh, side way. I got it. I got it. Um, Kylie. Hey, Jeff and Joel. One of my four dogs is a jerk. He randomly snaps at my other dogs when they come near him and he resource guards me. Sometimes if my other dog comes near me, he bites them. Yep. I've been working on the resource guarding without any real success. Any guidance would be so yes, appreciated. I've got an out away from humans video. Watch that video. So what you're doing is you're sending your dog away. Literally you role play this. You role play this where you call the, your, the, another dog over. And when it comes over, the dog that is doing the, the snapping, you send away. We, we demonstrate that at all of our seminars too. Live right in front of everybody. We do it all the time. So that's the out command is used in many, many ways. Resource guarding is quick, quick to stop when you've got the right tools and philosophy, right knowledge, right application. And we put it all out there for free for you, for you, to, for you to do. Um, but teaching the dog to move away from you is we have a specific video on out away from humans. Watch that video, watch it, learn it, practice it, role play it, do it. It works. You can also do a one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, I literally can do it online and, and walk you through the steps. Every, almost every step that we do just about we I can walk you through online and do it. And also that dog that's, the supposed jerk should have way less freedom right now. Yep. Like he shouldn't be on the couch with you or like in your bedroom, like no opportunities to really guard you in the first place. No. He should be on place or in the crate or like in some sort of command, not just free roaming. Yeah. Like snapping at other dogs. Yeah. Yeah. The dogs are really, really entitled. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, just have the attitude of like, who the fuck are you to be guarding me? It's like, I'm sure you have that attitude, but it's like, now you need to know what to do. So, but you also might be giving your dog messages throughout the day that is encouraging it. Not on purpose, of course. You know, it's like, Jeff, I'm not doing anything that I want that makes my dog do this. It's like, 
with the right information though, you might, you know, with the wrong information, you might be. So if I asked you 50 questions, which I'm not going to do on this show, I'd be like, well, actually 26 of those things make it worse. So stop doing that. But you don't know. Oh, I would, nobody wants their dog to guard them. I mean, some people do, but not in this situation, you know, you know, maybe guard them from, I don't know, some event, you know, something from harm from another person, oh, you, you know, you did something on this show. I'm wondering why we're not getting as many comments. Like people can't comment on YouTube. I, Says yeah. this action turned off for content made for children. What the fuck? Well, that's always been like that. I always toggle. But we haven't gotten a single YouTube Because comment. I didn't toggle YouTube comments on. Oh, so really only people can watch this on Facebook right now? No, they can watch it on YouTube, but they can't make comments. You can't it, fix that? I, it's too late. The show has started. Oh. I, I, I mentioned that earlier. Oh. That's what I said earlier. That's why I went to that screen. Oh, yes. I'm like, why are we getting no YouTube? I, that's comments? why I made that comment earlier. I made a mistake. Guys, go to Facebook and ask your questions. We, yes. we fucked up. Yes. Jeff fucked up. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I made the mistake. Got it. Yes. <laughs> it's my mistake. We, it was like, we, it's Jeff's mistake. We, we always want, I just have to, you have to toggle these things. You have to toggle these got things. It, got if it, you got don't it. toggle it, it does an automatic default. So go to Facebook. Sorry, guys. Yep. Maybe we'll do another well, show she, to make up for it. No, she is on Facebook. Because, no, yeah, but what about the other people who don't know? Right. They might be like, what the heck? Right. I know. I know. Um, Michelle, any tips for confidence building for the owners? Um, success. Success. Yeah, you've got to win. So you've got to, you've got to be able to win at stuff. So, you know, I think by starting out with the basics and having success in the basics inside your house and showing and proving to yourself that you actually can do it and you can follow through and the dog will actually listen, become relevant to your dog in the house, start out with interior stuff, crate manners, place, down, sit, recall, um, uh, uh, all your thresholds, duration work, um, work on all your distraction stuff inside the house, move it to the backyard, do that. Um, proving to your dog that you can actually guide it, lead it, show it, reinforce it, and um, you'll start feeling better. Start having better walks. So watch my videos on that, listen to all my advice on you know, how to have a better walk. Um, there's so many, so many things you can do for confidence building. Um, get a coach, next. Kimberly, how can I get my dog to not growl when she has a bone or anything food when another dog is around? He actually did it to my husband a few days ago. She hasn't done anything more aggressive, but I want to stop it before it gets worse. So teach the out command. It's done with a remote collar. It doesn't have to be a remote collar, but a remote collar will expedite the process like literally immediately. So resource guarding is stopped in one to three seconds. That's how easy it is when you know how to do it. And I've got a free video on that shows that. It's on the YouTube channel. Next. Wendy said hello from St. Pete, Florida. Oh, nice. St. Pete. I like St. Pete. I love St. Pete. The forts there are cool. Annette said thank you both. You're welcome. Wendy, we have a new rescue who is about five months old. Sweet boy, but licks us too much. How do we stop it? Thanks. Um, stop taking salt baths. Um, and then also what I would do is some people be like, you know, get the dog checked out. It might have a sodium deficiency. It's like just correct <laughs> the dog. Say no and then bonk the dog. Believe it or not, you can correct that. It's like, no, you can't. The dog will, it'll destroy the relationship. No, you don't like the dog when it licks you. No consequence. The question is, how do I stop my dog from doing a certain behavior? You have to learn how to apply a punisher, a correction, something intolerable. 
it's 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 the opposite of using a reward to reinforce a wanted behavior. You have to use a punisher to reinforce a unwanted behavior to eliminate it to extinguish it. So next, Kylie. So thank you both very much. You're welcome, Samantha. Um, my dog lost its confidence after CCL surgery last year. How do I help her? She destroyed her crate while we were gone. She shakes horribly when we go to the vet. Well, two different things. I mean, the vet could be just, you know, a lot of dogs don't like the vet, but as far as destroying their crate, again, we use remote collars, video camera, you be out of the room, you know, or you might have to even leave the house um, to reinforce, reinforce your crate, get rid of the pad, reinforce all the weak spots, carabiners on the door, um, practice downstay in the crate when you are home, long duration work, um, do teach your dog duration work. A lot of people are not doing duration work. A lot of people are just doing a command and they're quick, 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 which is fine. We do reps too. We do speed reps all the time. Mm -hmm. But like right now there's four dogs lying down just quietly in this room. Like what else would they be doing? So whether it's an hour show or even a four hour show, they would be lying down because like that's what they do. Like, so people are not doing enough duration work next. Hoku said, my dog is petrified of fireworks. She did pretty good this 4th of July. Mm. Uh, better than New Year's Eve and much better than 4th of July 2020. Yeah. Before New Year's 2020, we did a lot of fireworks sound on YouTube and in real life. However, yeah. she's become skittish and anxious. She's already a timid, anxious dog. I've been using loads of place and double downs. We do 180s. I also wash the threshold. But the last couple of days, she's been freaking out over the neighbors outside just doing regular stuff. Mm. So when you say freaking out, you can always correct that. I mean, th this, is what, this is what goes against people's hearts. Your dog is freaking out because it's maybe afraid or nervous or whatever, and you're correcting your dog. The thing is, the only other option you have is a reward. I mean, if people thought about this stuff logically, if you use a reward in that situation, then you're going to get more of what you don't want, which is the freaking out. Mm. So in order to get the dog to stop doing what you, the freaking out, you actually can correct the dog from freaking out, even if it's fear-based. Like That's another news alert for a lot of people. Like, no, but it's fear-based. I'm like, first of all, is it? Is it fear-based? And, and even if it is, so what? Just because I'm walking down the street and minding my own business and somebody else is walking down the street minding their business, but something about them makes me afraid of them, I can't, you know, walk up to them and punch them. They're minding their own business. Or just because I'm like singing, a, you know, if I have my headphones on and singing a song, and it's bothering the person walking in front of me and I make them nervous, but you know what, same thing, they can't just come up to me and punch me. So you'd have to correct that response from that person. I just think it's really, really important that people understand that in order to stop an unwanted behavior, you have got to apply a correction. It's as simple as that. No matter what the reason is, it is as simple as that. And I will keep stressing that because that is what is holding owners back. That is what is holding dogs back. 
that is what is holding owners from living their best life for their dogs mm -hmm. is they don't realize that they can correct any unwanted behavior. So true. Because the only other option is to reward it and ignoring it is rewarding it. Let's humanize this. Curfew is midnight. Your children come home at 1230. You ignore that they broke curfew. Do you think they're going to start coming home on time now? Or do you think they're going to come home later now because they know there's no consequence? Mm. Do you think if I don't give my child a consequence for shoplifting, do you think it will e increase or decrease if I ignore their shoplifting? True story. So it is so important to understand the basic concept with working with dogs is if I positively reinforce something, I will get more of it, teach them more, or have a chance of it happening again. If I use a correctional based theory, I will get less of it, have a chance of it happening less or completely extinguish it. That is, that's as complicated as dog training is right there in that statement. That's literally dog training for you. You don't need to go into the whys. You don't even, because that's when people say, why is my dog doing this? It's like, chances are people are just making shit up anyway. It's like they're doing it. We're not psychoanalyzing our dogs. But people with fancy degrees will do that to justify their quarter million dollar college debt or their fancy, their fancy degree. They can't come across as just plain speaking as me. And this might rub people the wrong way, but just because it rubs people the wrong way does not mean it's a wrong statement or does not mean that it's truth. There's a lot of things out there that are truth that rub people the wrong way but that's got nothing to do with the truth. Next. Damn. Hmm. Rant Wednesday. Was that a rant? I think so. Oh. Michelle, I'm anxious, which causes my dog to be anxious. Well, there's a lot of people that are anxious whose dogs are not anxious. I've, I've, there's a video, a couple of videos I've made on this. And there's a lot of people that are, that are not anxious that have got anxious dogs. And there's a lot of people that are anxious without anxious dogs. Mm -hmm. So the thing is this, it's who's going to change first. Chances are you can change the dog first. Mm. If you've been struggling with anxiety as many, many people do, you might've been dealing with this for years. Your dog doesn't have to struggle with it at all. Nope. You can still, be, you can still be an anxious person and have a dog not be anxious. And that's without medication for the dog through having lots of structure, lots of rules, following through, be a leader, be an anxious leader. If you have to be repetition, consequences, proactive training, also stopping unwanted behaviors. Nothing in life is free level of expectation of what we want. Train the dog, how we want their world to look like. You can be anxious the whole damn time while you're doing it. And the dog will be great. Next. 
Um, Kendra, do you allow any form of growling or do you correct any growls barking? I have a great Pyrenees Husky that is very communicative. It helps me know when she's not feeling another dog or person, but should I correct her during those times or allow for some of her communication? So all, I need some context. So in other words, if I've got a dog that's eating out of a food bowl, all my dogs eat in their kennels, but say I didn't believe in kenneling a dog and say I wanted my dog to just eat on the ground. And if another dog came over to it and my dog that was eating growled, I wouldn't correct my dog. Because if you don't correct your dog and you chances are then the other dog will just eat their food. Now you're just reinforcing a food stealer. So if anything, I would correct the dog that went over to the other dog eating its food because that's how food stealing starts. And then the other dog doesn't eat and the other dog eats too much. If a dog just walks up to it though, say, you know, one of your family, you know, we're talking about you're like your in-home inter-house dogs if it walks up to another dog and the other dog growls and it was just standing there, I would correct that. It's like, you don't have to guys get along, but if this dog is making you uncomfortable, walk away. Now, if the other dog kept like pestering it, I would correct to that dog for pestering it. Like the other dog has told you it didn't want to be pestered. So there has to be a little bit more context on there, but historically 99% of the time, we do correct growling. What a lot of people will say is don't correct the growling because then they'll just go right to a bite. Unfortunately, I'm not seeing that happen at all. And we have a lot of dogs that we see that don't growl before they bite and the owners have never corrected it for anything. They just bite. They don't give, they don't give an audible warning. There's always a warning, but it's not like a random thing. A lot of people think, oh, it's random. It's like, show me the video. I probably could have shown you through the dog's possible body language, through their eyes. If I was in the room, I can feel it. You can usually sense it, the way they breathe, the way their mouth goes from panting to not panting and they close their mouth. Mm -hmm. Possibly eyes dilate, eyeballs dilate, pupils dilate, I mean. Body stiffens up a little bit. That doesn't mean they're necessarily gonna bite but there's always a tell. There's always some slight tell. So I think, and, that, and it's often misread. A lot of times it's often misread. So that's the answer to that. Next. Daniel, I have a 12 month old Airedale and he is so mouthy. Can you help? Yeah, say no and bonk. If you don't want a bonker, it's a wrapped up towel. It doesn't hurt the dog. It's a cotton towel. There's nothing inside of it all. If that's all it is, is a wrapped up towel. No bonk. You bonk hard and firm. Next. Shayna, my dog will walk at heel, but when we run, he runs at the end of the leash. Suggestions to get him to run at heel? Yeah. Yeah. Teach him heel on a run. Heel is heel is heel is heel. On a bicycle, on a run, on a walk. So the dog is just not. So what you need to do is pop the dog back just like you would start running slowly, start with a slow jog. Mm. So the dog just thinks it's a different it's a different picture. It is a different picture. That's why, next. Jenny, hi, thanks for your wonderful help. My dog is scared of the vacuum cleaner and won't leave the kitchen to go to other parts of the house and has become nervous. What can I do? Put him on a leash and walk him around the house while you're vacuuming, next. Dana, Diana, 
Um, do you guys still have the remote collar on your dogs? Wonder if you can ever get rid of them or if it's just a way of life. So 99% of the time our dogs are naked, meaning there's they're underneath voice control. In the woods, most likely, at least one of my dogs is gonna have a remote collar on in the woods, but no. I usually just put Wes's on so he doesn't become collar smart. Yeah, but normal everyday use, no, they're under voice control. So can you get the dog off the remote collar? All depends on you. Also depends on the dog. I know many trainers, many, many trainers whose personal dogs are on remote still mm -hmm. all the time, all the time. They won't admit it, but I know it, you know, next. Um, Jenny said, P.S. I'm in Australia. Oh, I like Australia. Monica, my dog barks like a jerk when someone comes to the door. I've tried to set her up with the e-collar, but she's very collar aware. She almost never barks when she's wearing it. I've tried bonking, but no matter how hard I bonk and she knows it's coming because she cowers, it doesn't work. Yes, I say no first, then bonk. So have the collar on the dog all the time. All the time, yeah. Wake up in the morning, put the equipment on, rotate it, you know, every three or four hours if you can. And, um... Just try to set up different scenarios, catch the dog off guard. Next. Robin, hi, we rescued a two-year-old Chihuahua who has horrible separation anxiety and all these experts say, don't let them go over threshold and it takes months or a year to build up alone time. What's your advice? What a joke. So the concept of giving advice to an owner saying, don't go above threshold is probably one of the stupidest pieces of advice out there. And the reason is this, because mother nature doesn't care about thresh thresholds. Life is above thresholds. So are they saying never leave the house or only leave the house for five minutes of it at a time? How are you supposed to go to work? So how do you stop a dog from separation anxiety? Historically, it's correctional based, which really goes against what your heart would tell you. But my dog is freaking out in the crate, okay? Going back to dog training theory 101 of using a reward and using a punisher or a correction, call it whatever word you're comfortable with. It's just the opposite of a reward. We have two choices, reward, increases behavior, punisher decreases behavior. Now you have to learn how to properly punish. Not many people are teaching how to properly punish. Unfortunately, most dogs are turned into shelters, given away or killed for not being able to stop an unwanted behavior. The reason why they can't stop the unwanted behavior is because nobody has ever properly applied a punisher that actually mean something to the dog. So this whole narrative out there about rewards for everything, never punish, you'll ruin the relationship, it's abuse, is an outright lie and actually massively disrespectful and also the cause of many dogs to be surrendered and why owners struggle for years. Historically, we can stop separation anxiety in 24 to 48 hours, historically. There's always that one or two dogs out of, 
don't even want to say 100 because it's probably higher that might need more a little bit more time but when you correct a dog for being a jerk in the crate for being disrespectful in the crate for being loud in the crate destroying the crate barking in the crate how do you stop it all together now through an applied punisher next Donna, I have two dogs, one very large, the other medium. I don't let them play together in the yard because I'm afraid the 90-pound one will hurt the small one. The large one body slams the small one in play. Not aggression, just rough play. Hmm. Is it something I should use an e-collar on the large one when she is running? She has great place and down, but in drive, she might not listen. Right. So the remote cow would go up higher. So, I mean, does the, does the smaller dog reciprocate? Dogs are pretty hardy. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how how... You know, yeah, okay. Yes, the dog can get injured, but you can also teach the out command, which would then make the big dog move away from the, 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 the smaller dog. You can also use the remote collar as well. Next. Um, Christina, a year ago, I had a hundred pound fear aggressive dog and I was afraid to take him anywhere. Now I can take him anywhere, hike off leash and he goes in a down if I stop to talk to a neighbor and automatically leaves my bedroom if one of my kids comes in. Thanks for all your videos and answering questions when I asked. You guys are the best. Thank you. Holy shit. Thanks for doing all the hard work. That's awesome. So here's a great example of somebody who has taken free advice, applied it, and made progress. Next. Tanya, is it possible to forever fix the experienced yard digger? Owner used the e-collar, but in her absence, it doesn't work. So what you've got to do is, well, first of all, should the dog be outside? in their absence. I mean, people are stealing dogs now. Your dog could escape the yard, but let's just assume that that's not a concern. Um, if you use the e-collar high enough for digging, it can eliminate it. It can eliminate it. Next. Um, Diana, what can I do to calm her down when going to the vet? She's super afraid and nervous to the point where she doesn't, where the vet doesn't feel comfortable seeing us. The dog didn't show teeth or try to bite ever. At the vet? So, I mean, some vets will suggest medication. I don't. I just suggest role-playing it over and over and over again. Is the dog up on the stainless steel table? Would the dog do better on the floor? You know, would the dog do better if you put a blanket on the table and you put the dog up on the blanket? You know, you can role-play by going to the vet a lot. Just go in, come out, go in, come out. Do overall confidence building. Put the dog up on raised surfaces, on raised platforms. Have the dog do downs on raised platforms, sits on raised platforms. Look at their ears, look at their teeth, you know, touch them all over. Tell the vet and the vet text to not talk in a high-pitched, squeaky voice and try to befriend the dog. Just have the vet just do their thing. Next. Bonnie, how do I build up confidence to make my dog do something when I'm scared of following through when he doesn't mind? Like when I brush him, he doesn't but he won't let me. So the follow through is tough for me out of fear of accidentally being bit and I just give up. So muzzle your dog, have somebody help or muzzle your dog, just muzzle your dog, keep a leash on your dog and brush your dog. Next. Wendy's, so what would be the best correction for Bubba's licking? Ignoring or verbal no and place him away from me? So ignoring is not a correction. Ignoring is a reward, which is clarify that right now. I've mentioned that a little bit earlier that ignoring a behavior is rewarding the behavior because there's no consequence. Saying no and bonking the dog stops licking. And I'm saying this as somebody that has done this from 
thousands of times, not just for licking, but for any other annoying behavior that the dog does successfully. No, and then bonk. And then consistency. What you're really teaching the dog to do is the word, teach the dog the word no. Moving the dog away is also not a correction. Some people would be like, oh, I'll just put the dog in the crate. That's still not a correction. Even if you said no, it's still not a correction. There has to be something that follows through that is intolerable to the dog. Now, some people might think that putting the dog in the crate's intolerable, but it's not necessary to do that. You can also teach the out command, but I would still correct the licking. Next. Um, Sharon, so if I buy stars, do you get the money? Oh, on Facebook? Um, I, th I think, think I, so. Yeah, I think I do. Brianna, does the shot collar work for dogs with really thick coats? I bought a cheap remote collar and it works for my lab, but doesn't phase my St. Bernard at all. And my saint is the one who needs the corrections for being reactive at the fence and on walks. So they make different, I don't know what kind of brand you have, but you need, they make different, I don't know if this brand, you, it allows you to change the contact points, but on the dog draw and on the um, e-collar technology, you can use a thick fur or a, even a longer, they make thick fur in different lengths as well. Contact point, next. Holly, other than having the dog wear the collar more and have the owner train more, how often do you deal with collar-wise dogs? Perfect behavior and command compliance with tools, but still stealing kids' toy socks when not wearing it. Dog knows out reliably when caught and only steals without the tools on. So you can, that's when you can bonk. You can still say no, and then you can go chase the dog and bonk the dog. So you can do that. You can also take the toy and sort of stitch it to the ground when it tries to pick it up. You can say, you can have like a little alarm go off and the alarm is followed up with a bonk. Watch Gary Wilkes. Gary Wilkes has a video on that. Next. Sam, just got an awesome news. There's a black GSD breeder near me. Just as I'm about to move to my new home, things are lining up for me. Nice. Awesome, Sam. Kelly, my dog is overexcited, especially around kids. Tips? Um, correct it. Again, how do you stop How do you stop a behavior? You would correct it. So no and leash pop. Christina, hello. How do you help get your dog over the fear of getting into a pool? Mia is four-month-old GSD who loves water but has a fear of getting in the pool, especially mm. after my husband pushed her in thinking once she was in, she would be fine. Well, that set me back tremendously in getting her acclimated to the pool. Right. I've watched so many of your videos and they've been helpful. Thank you so much for making your videos available. You are awesome. Thank you. Um, so I've got a video on how to teach a dog how to swim in an above ground pool, an in ground pool, and in open water. Watch those videos. They work um, for me 100% of the time. Next. Allie, Great Pyrenees, walks and wines on place, e-collar to correct? Yes, next. Daniel said thank you. You're welcome. Allie, Great Pyrenees, resource guarding with bones or little sister walks by and growls, then gets upset in that moment for out. If dad stands up next to him after that moment, then we put on place to calm down. I worry anytime he's eating anything on the ground, I make him do it on place from now on. You can still, I would still eliminate the, I would still eliminate the growling and the resource guarding with a correction with no, correct, out, correct. Um, whether the dog's on place or not. You can mm -hmm. always feed the dog for safety in the crate. That doesn't, you still want to eliminate the problem, but just for that insurance policy. Next. Um, Mary, 
Hi, I'm in Scotland. My son came to visit me last week and he brought his 12-week-old puppy. My three-year-old Bichon was afraid to go on the ground as the puppy kept chasing him and he didn't like it. What could we do about it? Um, you can control the puppy better. Keep the puppy on a leash. Keep the puppy on a leash. A lot of dogs don't like puppy energy. Um, what did you hit me for? Because you look like you're Oh no, I was, Wendy, I was thinking. Bonker is loaded and on standby. Thank you so much. Um good, cool. Donna said thank you. You're welcome. Um, Diana, today's the e collar when going to the vet to stop her being so scared. I think she smells something when going in there because she loves people and always wants to socialize. But even when at a dog event at the park, when going to a vet stand, she didn't want to be touched by the vet or take treats from him. Yeah, the dog's probably nervous. I wouldn't correct the dog for that. No. Yeah, I wouldn't correct it. I would, I would just role play. I would just role play. I was just thinking like intensely about something. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to end the show right now at 6 o'clock. Thank you so much. Sorry about the uh, snafu on YouTube. Yeah. We'll have to fix that. Let's remember that next week. Yeah. See everybody next week. Madly in love with you guys. Really appreciate all of you. Good night. Bye-bye.